0: We hope that you find our discussion empowering.
1: Hello podcast listeners, my name is Alan Collins, I'm the partner who heads up the abuse team at Hugh James and I'm joined by my colleague Danielle Vincent. Hi Danny. Hi Alan. So in this podcast we're going to be talking about assault by injection and drink spiking and so we should say right at the outset that if this is a subject that might cause you distress, in any shape or form, then perhaps now's the time to look away or switch off the podcast, so to speak, and go and do something else. But assuming that you're content to listen to this podcast, which is about assault by injection and drink spiking, here we go. And Danny, this is your idea that we talk about assault by injection and drink spiking in this podcast, because it's an issue that's very much in the news at the moment with cases of innocent people having their drinks spiked in nightclubs. It's it's an issue that's been around for as long as I can remember, but the crime, so to speak, has become increasingly more sophisticated. So perhaps you would like to give us in this podcast, Danny, a summary of where we are in late 2021 with drinks being spiked.
2: Well, I think this is a thing that that seems to come around and hit the media every so many years. I mean, when I went to university quite some time ago, it was very prevalent. And, you know, we were spoken to about it when we went to university. And, you know, I haven't really heard very much more about it. But recently, where I live, there's been instances of it, it's, it's hit the press. And then we've got this extra level now where specifically a number of uni students have been spiked well they they think spiked by injections so from my understanding the people that this has happened to it's not clear what was in these syringes but the individuals have basically left a nightclub blacked out woken up at home or woken up in hospital some of them have have suffered ongoing effects from it so it's very prevalent in the news at the moment, but one of the thoughts okay. that I had whilst doing it is: is it because you know we're now talking about it and it's been a you know ongoing issue for many many years, or is it all of a sudden you know we've come out of lockdown and is it just a crime that's now increasing?
0: So
1: the modus operandi, use a Latin expression, is that the assailant is either sticking. syringe with a needle obviously Mm -hmm. somebody and injecting them directly or they are injecting victims drink
2: yeah or or dropping a you know a powder into the the victim's drink which is historically what is being more common that we've known about is the sort of date rape drugs going into drinks or you know that's the sort of straightening for it but this level of injections and also, the thing is, is an injection, Mark, is so tiny that it's very easily missed, isn't it? If you think that you've gone out and you've had perhaps a few too many drinks because it's fresh as week. you know, the people that seem to have been targeted have been young students. The perpetrator may have very well got away with it.
1: And, of course, it's very high risk. And I assume that the drug that's being injected could have serious, if not fatal, consequences for the victim. But putting that to one side for the moment, what is the objective on the part of the assailant? Is the objective trying to befuddle the victim in in order to sexually assault them, or, or, you know, do we have any insight into what happens after the person has been injected?
2: But at this point, the people that have come forward and you know into the press and it's happened to them, specifically two female individuals that I read about. One woke up at home. Um, and another woke up in hospital, both found by housemates or friends that they were out with. So it's that typical, I wouldn't say lucky situation, but they had individuals around them that, that could clearly make them safe. Now, the other point to make is that, one, we don't know how many people this has happened to, but it's also targeted at male and female. So it may not necessarily be sexual assault, which has been played out in the media. It could be to to rob a male. So so it was both male and female that, that the statistics are saying that this is happening to.
1: Right. Okay. And of course it's a serious criminal offence to administer illegally a drug Chris described as administering a poison which can carry a very, very hefty prison sentence.
2: Well, the other thing that, that I was reading about today and it's something that, you know, we would all be worried about is if you were injected with something, not just only the, the poison that's been put into your system I and mean, we've got to think about each individual may have hidden, you know, medical conditions that could have a adverse reaction on that or lifetime reaction on that is that if the needle has been infected with something like HIV, now the person that this has happened to has got a long at least six week wait for the HIV test to come back negative so this is you know an incredibly awful stressful time for that individual while they're waiting to find out what the long term effects are going to be of this incident.
1: Yes and of course not only could there be criminal liability there could be civil liability too for the perpetrator or or, or anyone responsible for the perpetrator given the circumstances. So the consequences for the perpetrator could be extremely severe, but of course, putting them to one side for the victim, the consequences could be absolutely profound.
2: Yeah, and I think we also need to look at what organisations are doing. So, so things like specifically nightclubs, you know, some of the articles I've read of increased security, increased bag checks, increased security pat-downs. But I mean, concealing a needle, is, it's not a bulky item it's not like a weapon, like a knife or a gun. It's, it's a really difficult situation. And whether these bars are now going to put in significantly more CCTV, obviously the venues are dark and cramped. It's a really difficult situation to identify the perpetrator, especially if there's a delay between administrating the poison and the impact on the individual.
1: And of course, there's a problem with all of this is that there could be copycat activities, you know, because a lot of this does get covered on social media. And so people who are crazy enough to go and do this could copy what they are seeing on social media. So I think there must be a responsibility for social media to highlight the dangers and the consequences.
2: Yeah, I agree. And I mean, since these ones have been reported, it's hit the press in the last, let's say, two months, it's been spread around the country, these assaults. It hasn't just been primarily, you know, in student areas or, you know, I think I, I think the first cases came out in, in Nottinghamshire. But when you look, it's been spread all around the country. So it doesn't seem to me that it's just one potential perpetrator, because it's a broad area that's now been covered. And as we say, it's not necessarily that people have come forward to, one, report it or two, aware that they have had a needle stick injury or they've been spiked.
1: Yeah, quite. So there's obviously a need for education here. But also I note that attempts are being made to try and have some form of safety measures, for example, drink covers.
2: Yeah. So I looked at this and when I was at university, a lot of drinks were sold in bars in bottles. So they had a sort of bottle cap but you would then put your straw through so it was like a, a seal. But now people drink a lot more out of glasses. You know, you don't have the drink deals in the university. So they've come They've come up with almost like a, a hairband for females to wear that basically stretches out as a cover over the drink, which it sounds like a very clever idea. But, you know, we shouldn't be in a society at this point where we have to, you know, cover every one of our drinks.
1: Yeah, so it's um, an unwelcome development and trend, and you just sort of wonder where it's going to go next. But for me, it it seems to me as though once one or two offenders are caught and prosecuted, then maybe there'll be a deterrent effect that you can't go around.
2: I I agree. And I I also think because it seems everyone's talking about it, it's in the press, it's on social media, that people become more aware and so you know people are more aware when they're out with their friends whether it's female or male that you know if your friend's starting to act slightly out of sorts or or unusual that that, you know they're not left and they're putting a cab or they're taken home which is seems to be the story that I've, I've read why a number of the people that this has happened to have got home safely or been taken straight to the hospital because their friends have realized something's not quite right and it's not just that they've had a little bit too much alcohol.
1: Well, thanks, Danny, for bringing that to our attention. I hope this podcast was of interest to our listeners. If you have any questions in relation to this particular podcast, then please do get in touch. We always like to hear from our listeners. If you have a suggestion for a future podcast, then please do make that suggestion to us. Thanks a lot, and please do tune in
0: to our next podcast.
1: Thanks, Danny. Thanks, Alan.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of HJ Talks About Abuse. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify or your favourite podcast player. If you'd like to speak to us about something you've heard today, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at aboutabuse at hjtalks.co.uk